This is a podcast by Multi Engineering. If you're interested in the fascinating and complex world of engineering, this podcast is surely your thing. Dear listener, this is the first episode of our podcast, Multicasts Engineering. Today we are interviewing Marcel Onkenhout, CEO of yacht builder Oceanco. Over the past decades, this shipyard, located in the Netherlands and Monaco, has delivered more than 30 mega yachts. Their yachts have amazed the world time and again with their groundbreaking design, high-tech innovative engineering, precise Dutch craftsmanship and sheer beauty. Multi has been involved in the engineering of these yachts for more than 10 years. We interview Marcel in full Corona crisis, so this immediately defines the main discussion topic for this podcast. Hello, Marcel. Hello, Nico. How how is my big Dutch friend doing? Uh, well, uh, your Dutch friend, because I don't think I'm too big, but I'm uh, my, your Dutch friend is doing under the circumstances reasonable well. Yeah. Yeah, what a strange world, huh? How quickly could it have changed? Uh, on top of my head, it started three weeks ago. Uh, it was on a Sunday evening that we got an announcement by our Prime Minister, Mark Rutte. But in that week before, we had acted already because in our province of Brabant, there was the real concern of the virus. That's where it actually started for us in Holland. In that week, we took already our measures and we explained to all the people who were working in the offices who need to start to work from home. And in two days time, approximately, we reallocated more than 150 people. And then, yeah, then there was that, that Sunday evening, the announcement came, uh, no social life further, schools to be closed. It became a daily crisis management, I would call it, or crisis management, but daily management to fight, uh, to fight the virus, but above all, uh, create an, uh, a safe uh, working environment for the MTS here at the two, uh, two facilities, both in Alblasserdam and in Zwijndrecht. And where do you experience the, the, the biggest challenges in which departments? No, not sincerely in a department. Let's say first it was, you know, people need to settle in. <laughs> Nothing is easy to, to say to people, you need to work from home is the easiest part. Together, together is 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 the reality of it, huh? and then dealing with the circumstances at home. So when that after a week settled in, uh, our main focus here on the two premises, yeah, was was the number one priority to create a safe working environment for the people here on board. That wasn't easy. We had to adapt. We had to do things differently. Working particularly in shifts, shifts in the canteens additional cleaning sessions, etc. the social distancing. It became daily working practices. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, if you, if you continue on it, yeah, for a crisis, there is, there is a handbook doesn't exist. Huh? You need to act. And it is also what I really see, what I really believe is fascinating to see is how quickly people can adapt to a new situation. And then I'm not talking only Ocean Co people. This is what we do together. If you see the eagerness for people to make things happening from a different environment and keep communicating with each other in the different ways and to do everything that is possible to reach still the targets, yeah, that to me is amazing. It's very encouraging to see that. 
it's, it's crazy to see that indeed that people are much more flexible now than they would have been in normal circumstances. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it creates changes. Eh? It, it, it most likely also will create changes which could last longer. If you, if you look, for example, to, and I take myself as an example because sometimes I'm an IT nerd, at least that's the classification I get from home. But if you see now how people have experienced how efficiently they can communicate to through Teams, Skype, or Zoom, or whatever you call it. I'm convinced those kind of things yeah, will will change and will remain changing the world. Yeah. Do you see other possible things which will remain changed in our in our new lives? If I would know it all ahead of me, but for sure, and I truly believe, and this is not very encouraging for uh, the travel companies. But I'm convinced that people will travel less. Uh -huh. People will start to think also from a sustainability point of view. And that was a topic which was, of course, already on our agenda in Europe before the crisis. But take this into account. I'm convinced that the amount of travel will be reduced because there are other ways of communicating. And of course, if you need to meet someone in person, then you will travel. But the quick up and down travels to Europe for just let's meet and have a drink and fly back. If you if you add it all together, it costs a lot of energy, it costs a lot of money, it costs a lot of time, and see what you can achieve now. Now that that to me is one for which I'm hundred percent convinced that that will change. If you take a shorter outlook to our industry in specific, the yachting industry, I believe from a commercial point of view, the next year ahead, commercial activities, I think they will be different. And then I really think about exhibitions, shows and events, especially the next year ahead. I, I see it in a reduced version or in a different version or in a digital version, but not as it was before. But if you look further to the yacht building market, one could expect that owners could become more careful to order a yacht. Yeah. Although on the other side, some owners also might see opportunities. What can we expect there? Now, in, in short term, unfortunately, I cannot be too positive about that. The world is on a standstill. There is yeah. discomfort everywhere. So then you could pose the question in a different way. Who would need a yacht now? Mm -hmm. It is one of those investments which most likely will be put on a short list to decide on later. On the other hand, whatever the crisis is, there are also always opportunities somewhere in the market. If you would for a second consider that this, uh, they call it the Mediterranean season for a lot of clients is considered as a lost season. And if their yacht is already in Europe, if circumstances would change in the next couple of months, and but I'm extremely careful with what I say now, would change a little bit more to the positive, yeah, then at least clients could consider to use the upcoming months to do potentially warranty or refit work on their yachts. So there are always opportunities, I'm convinced about it. And that's also how we need to approach it, eh? because without opportunities, there is no future. But let's say the true hard sale to buy a yacht immediately, need to be a little bit more certainty in the world. I'm convinced mm -hmm. about that. Going back to what we were discussing on the changes in our daily operations as a professional, 
there are words going around that this might reinforce the trend to think global and act local because you are depending on a lot of uh, foreign subcontractors and this crisis makes it more difficult to have them physically at your shipyard. Do you see trends over there that could be lasting? What we have seen the past decades in mainly Dutch and Western European shipbuilding, that there was a shift to have more being built far away. I can imagine that also building far away is now harder than before. Could this mean that maybe some more moved shipbuilding activities might come back? Listen, that is of course only depending if those skills would be available in your own country. And from that point of view, I love my country, I love Holland, but here I think a little bit more globally. We as Europe, although we are not always that united, we have a good infrastructure and that's an infrastructure on which we should be proud. And that's also where you can bring the different specialism from different nations together. And if that then happens either in Holland or in Germany, that put that aside for a second. But I think that can make companies also stronger to unite to collaborate. And I think that is actually what I see happening in, in this crisis. We are in the end with what's happening right now. We are all facing the same. No one is excluded. It doesn't matter from where you come or what you do. We are all faced with the same threat. In the end, we are all looking for the newer opportunities. Hey, and what you see now, if you record it, the light switched off. That happens if you don't pay the bills. No, this is uh, what we call in Ocean Coast sustainability, uh, Nico. If I don't okay. move enough, my light switch automatically off. So I will make some moves for you. Then, not... yeah, you see, okay. <laughs> I'm back in daylight. Okay. But there is no red flashlight on the top of the building stating no. that you are not very active at this moment. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm maybe not the most active person, but the, the others are. No, so I see it more as an, uh, a way of more uniting and reinforcing collaboration with others. But yeah, I cannot ignore that for sure it complicates the situation as every country within Europe takes its own measures. And from that point of view, we are not so united at the moment. And uh, yeah, that makes the whole traveling scheme and let's say physically working on site with different disciplines from different nations, that makes it challenging at the moment. If I may ask a political question, what do you think what this will do with Europe? Will we get out of it more united or the other way around? My wish was, is of course that we would get out more united. If mm -hmm. that is the case, I'm not 100% convinced, but it could be an opportunity because if I, if I scale it down and if I see what is happening in our little industry, and if I see Ocean Co with its stakeholders and co-makers, again, we faced a difficult period, but I also see that if we do together right, especially focus on the right things together, I'm convinced we will get out stronger and that's my aim. Yeah, and, and okay, this is of course then the business, uh, Ocean Co and the yachting industry together with its stakeholders and companies. If you really focus on things like efficiency, cost control, working together, do the things the same, uh, define the right priorities and create a clear output, we get stronger out of it, Nico. Convinced about it. Yeah. yeah, and I also think we get out stronger mentally yeah. because overcoming yeah. a crisis and a difficult yeah. situation, I think strengthens the bonds between people, although we are socially disconnected. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and see what, what happens now, you know, we are socially disconnected, but <laughs> still there is, a, there is a connection through teams in this case. Yeah, yeah it is, it is. Yeah. How do you experience your partner, your co-makers are dealing with this? And of course, specifically, I'm very interested, how do you experience Multi2 is dealing with this? I see the light is still uh, shining in your office, so you, you <laughs> pay the bills, you know, yeah. <laughs> it should be in good shape. No, in, in more seriousness, and that's what I've mentioned before. It's a little bit of a repetition. But I, what we see and the calls I make around is that our co-makers are as committed in moving forward as we do. And we all realize that we are a chain and we are connected and we need to help each other as well in a more difficult uh, situation. If you see especially the communication through the project teams, eh, the, the different project teams we have with all the different co-makers, again, I believe... If we keep on doing this, we will get out stronger together. And for multi, listen, you, you have been and, and, and truly, this is truly from the heart. You, you as an individual within multi have a clear vision and you shared our vision in terms of the co-maker alignment. Again, I want to personally thank you for your contribution you have personally put into it and with your company over there. And now it's a matter of reinforcing that. Then I'm convinced that we will get out stronger than this has ever before. Mm. Yeah, first we have to survive, of course, but I'm pretty sure that we will be smarter and stronger after this. Nico, that's also a given. And, and let's also be real in that. Not everyone, unfortunately, will survive this crisis, but we will get through it. Do you have actually advice to other business owners what you have learned besides the more obvious things? If one thing is more important as ever before, it is communication. We started last year and that was completely disconnected from this and uh, even an improvement program within the company about communication. But if I see, especially in a crisis situation, communication is important. And yeah, of course, keep your IT infrastructure alive, you know, support it more as ever before. And because of them, it also enables you to communicate in a proper way. And on a very, very personal level, looking at your home situation, did you learn some things over there? Now that I communicate the remaining 16 hours of the day, uh, my yeah, dear friend. <laughs> it's the same. We are all in it. It's for no one different. This whole situation, we simply need to acknowledge it is not easy for anyone, both related to your private circumstances as your uh, working circumstances. But yeah, going back to my private situation, my wife works in the hospital two days a week. I have uh, four children at home, two boys, two girls. We keep it going with ups and downs. But that, 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 will not, that should not sound strange to anyone. But it, it, it also creates there a good family bonding. The whole situation is different. Um, maybe one last question, Marcel. Imagine 10 years ahead of this, mm. what will you remember the most? Mm. I think what I would remember the most, and as you know, I, I travel around. Normally, I'm more often in a plane than, than being at home or at the shipyard. So personally, it has changed quite dramatically my life as well. But if I look globally, I think that a lot of people have underestimated the impact of what was happening in January in China. And now we are three months later, two months ago, we saw it all developing in Italy and it came 
closer and closer towards us. It became to affect our personal lives. Now we see it moving more to America and other nations. But yeah, we have underestimated it, I believe, globally, in first instance, the whole situation. So that is one. And yeah, it's quite something what's happening in the world. I think it's never to forget. It's very... No, 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 no. This will, this will never be forgotten. No, also not for, for, for all the generations who experience this, no matter what your age is, no one will forget this. Not on easy circumstances. We keep on going. And most important is that we all stay safe and healthy connected to each other. That's a nice closer. Sounds to me as well. Then I can switch <laughs> off the light again. Okay, <laughs> okay Marcel, thank yeah. you very, very much for this nice talk. You're most welcome. Stay strong. Yeah, yeah. stay strong too. And uh, let's keep in touch. We'll keep in touch. Thank you for listening. This podcast was created by Multi Engineering. More information about Multi Engineering can be found on our website and social media channels. Please subscribe to our podcast in order to be notified when new episodes are available. If you think this is an interesting podcast, please give us a good review so other interested listeners can find their way to us easily.